Have you ever wondered why it's difficult to give your attention, energy, and take action on what matters the most to you? Or to speak up with clarity from the best part of yourself? If that's you, then you're in the right place. The follow-through formula is dedicated to providing daily inspiration for you to follow through on the real you. Hi, my name is Rick Lewis. You have tuned in to the Follow Through Formula podcast. This podcast is all about what it takes for us to follow through on what's most important or to pursue the goals that matter to us most, even when they scare us or maybe especially when they scare us. I'm passionate about this conversation and my intention is to create a place where you can come and get food for thought that's going to push you into action and give you motivation and the insight and inspiration you need to actually take action on what matters most. I want to tell you another story today and in the last two episodes I've been telling stories and I'm realizing that stories can convey much better than other forms of just talking at people. And I want to tell you a story. Um, Many of you will remember the business collapse of 2009, the the year the bottom fell out of the stock market. Uh, Bankruptcies soared by, I think it was around 30%, and everything involving business seemed to come to a screeching halt. At that point, I was uh, a speaker. No, I wasn't a speaker at that time. I was an entertainer. I'd been working for many years as a corporate entertainer and comedian. Now, while the entire economy was dealt a big blow, the meeting industry was hit even harder after a few High-profile corporations were publicly criticized for spending shareholder money on, quote, unnecessary special events at that time. So, understandably, many companies decided not to risk such critical perceptions of their own organizations until things had come down. And the result was the mass cancellation of planned business gatherings and conferences. So, even even that was dwarfed by what's happening today. But this was a very similar circumstance where the event and meeting industry um, pretty much completely folded. So the experience for me and many of my industry peers and colleagues at that time, event planners, speaker bureaus, entertainment agencies, hotels, all, all form of meeting suppliers... Um, It was unprecedented at that time. Of course, now we're seeing something even more devastating. But for those of us who had been in the industry for even decades up to that point, we'd never seen anything like this. So um, I didn't know it at the time, but that was uh, whenever that was around, I guess, fall of 09. Um, I didn't know it at the time, but my phone wouldn't ring for the next, would not ring for the next six months. All I knew was that our bank account was shrinking month by month, a one-way outflow of expenses with no replenishment, which is pretty much exactly what I'm facing again 
now and once again having to reinvent myself. At that time, 10 years ago, with two kids from a previous marriage, and uh, my wife was in her first trimester of pregnancy with our third child together, and I was watching her belly grow, my family of five about to become, my family of, of four about to become a family of five, and not a stitch of work was in sight. Like millions of others at that time, and like now, I was worried and losing more and more confidence in myself and in the situation day by day. So as a self-employed entertainer, I had learned the basics of web design so I could market my services online. And I lived in a small town at the time. And so I started pounding the local pavement, walking into shops and stores to see if I might convince a few small business owners to invest in an online presence by hiring me to create a website for their company. And I was successful enough at doing that and, and getting some these small jobs to keep us afloat and started getting better at web design. And I really actually enjoyed helping business owners tell their story by defining the essence of their their unique value and services and communicating that offering in words and pictures. I'm a communicator. So I just, I basically, I love doing that. I love communication in any form. So that was, that was enjoyable to me. Um, as many other people had done at this time, I, this was taking a large pay cut to find work, but I was relieved to be slowing down the draining of our resources even even a little bit. And then I started to think about well, what would it take for me to actually make a decent profit by dedicating myself to this new profession of just designing web websites for people. So I started I went to share these thoughts with my wife and I told her about the success I was having and some of the ways I imagined my this new design business could grow. I shared my fears regarding our finances and just the relief I was feeling in discovering that there's actually I had an actual avenue that I could take to bring us some income. And as she listened to me make my case, I imagine what I imagined is that she was sharing my feeling of relief. But after I was done um, with this argument of, you know, maybe I should pivot here, when she spoke, what she said completely surprised me. Not just her words, but the force behind them, a force that would change my work and the course of our lives together in a very dramatic way. She began by saying that she understood my thinking and that it made sense logically in the face of our circumstances. And she added, this is what she said. I will never forget this sentence she said to me. She looked at me with this commanding expression on her face and she said, I forbid you to become a web designer. Then she stopped 
and she waited for my brain to catch up. This is not what I expected from the mouth of a pregnant woman. That's not what you're here for, is what she said next. You were born to be in front of audiences, to make them laugh, to entertain them, to lift people up, and to inspire and communicate about human potential to people. That's what you're here to do. And all you need to do is commit to that. That's our future. I still, I still tear up when I tell this story because of the way she was willing in the face of what we were facing to stand for what she really knew about me. But at the time, her response really blindsided me. I'd been called out. She was really confronting me for playing small. And at the same time, she was giving a huge vote of confidence to me in, in who I really am. She looked straight past all these good reasons I had for switching professions, past the sales in me, the salesperson in me who was dangling the promise of some kind of security in the future, and held who I really am and, and who I'm not at the same time in a fierce and loving demand. You are not a web designer, she concluded. <laughs> so in that moment, I was both exhilarated and scared by what she was standing for, as we're going to be if we're willing to put ourselves in front of people who believe in us, which is why I, is why I titled this podcast, People Who Believe in You Are Dangerous, because they're going to hold your feet to the fire and demand that you stretch and get out of your comfort zone to be who you really are, to let who you really are lead the way and then have to play catch up through the actions that you're going to need to take to live congruently with, with that truth about who you really are. So, they're talking with her on the surface. You know, my fear was concern for our survival, a fear, you know, I, I could have justifiably defended that even in the moment, but um, underneath was an unconscious reaction that was going on in me. So the, the truth was I was afraid of something that I had been ignoring myself, a, a bigger calling and a sensed potential that I could offer something more to my audiences. And that something more was um, entering the role of a professional speaker. Now, as I mentioned, I had been just a comedian up to that point. Not only was I just a comedian, I was a silent comedian because the my mode of entertaining was developed as a street performer. And I was a silent physical comedian on the street. That's how I made my living when I was doing street performing. And, um, and this is a whole nother story, which I can tell someday, but I got discovered by, um, a VP executive from GE plastics, um, after years of street performing, who was the one who introduced me to corporate events and brought me in 
to perform at a corporate event. And um, in fact, maybe I'll tell that story tomorrow because that's a really good story as well. But um, so not only was I just a comedian, I didn't speak. And what I had observed over the years is lots of speakers would come in, come in either before or after me doing my comedy show for corporate events. And I would watch what they're doing. And part of me, part of me thought, well, I could do something like that. I could speak to all the things I've seen and learned about human beings in my time as an interactive performer. And yet I didn't, I never made the leap because I didn't have to. I was kind of safe and secure in my little comedian role and I stayed there. So I had had this impetus underneath for years to move in that direction. And this, what my wife then was saying to me was really calling, calling this forth in me. So this moment represented what would be a turning point out of this safety zone. And I had to decide, okay, am I going to take up this challenge? Am I going to move toward this possibility? Or am I going to play it safe and stick to this web design thing? But I was scared and unsure I'd be able to pull it off. And I wanted to be done with being scared and unsure. The, the whole, you know, having no income was scary enough. But now she was saying, you know, we got to keep going down this path and, and you've got to go for this thing. So there I was uh, facing this fear. It was really a crazy commitment to make in light of our circumstances and the state of the event industry. So there were no guarantees in my taking that approach, trying to become a speaker. I'd need to reinvent myself as a presenter of ideas and content relevant to businesses and, and corporations that were currently at zero spend for those services and I'd be competing with hordes of other speaking candidates looking for work. So needless to say, this was a huge challenge, but it was also undeniably the right path to commit to. As the weeks then rolled on, with my wife encouraging me to take advantage of the downtime I had because I wasn't going anywhere. There was nothing I could do. I'm, I'm sitting at home. So she um, just encouraged me to fully commit to developing the new material that could take my, pre my presenting career to an entirely new level. So with this, the benefit of her support and with nothing but time on my hands, I took the opportunity to engage in an intense period of writing and reflection to find the language that would convey what I believed in. And yes, I was writing something that I hoped would um, resonate with other people, but I had to inspire myself more than anyone to rise to this new role. So the write, in the writing process, I was kind of birthing myself into uncharted territory. 
And I remember day after day, I'd go and sit in, sit at my desk with this commitment to write. And for months on end, I would have to force myself to stay in that chair. I'd want to go get snacks or go for a walk or go take a nap. But I forced myself to sit in this chair at my desk and I wrote for 8, 10, 12 hours a day. And what I wrote about were all the amazing stories and incidents of my performing and life experience. So I was just writing down all the the notable things that had happened between me and human beings and what I had seen about being human that were both moments of real inspiration, moments that were very sobering, just that illustrated how mechanical and small we can be. And so as I was writing down the stories, I was like searching for a theme to it all, some kind of place to come from, a context for it that I could authentically stand on and represent as, as something I believe in in my experience. So it was this inner question, what did I really have to say? What do I know about? What do I have the courage to demonstrate? And after months of generating I had a list of over 300 potential titles for this collection of stories. And one day I just, I was playing with words and turning, turning them over and around and around and using different phrases. And one day I stumbled upon the precise language I needed to communicate my new profession. And the way it occurred is I just, the, what I thought to myself is I just, I'm just breaking rules all the time. I just like breaking rules. And that's when the light went off and I, I realized that I was a professional misbehavior. And the title for my book came right out of that. The book is called Seven Rules You Were Born to Break. And that's the moment it came into existence. And so these were seven rules that... I personally needed to break if I was going to make it through this tunnel that we were in. And I followed my own advice while I kept recording these stories and then putting them into the framework of these seven uh, unconscious ways of thinking and behaving that I see operative in our culture. So with no guarantees that this new approach would be accepted or marketable to the meeting industry, I just kept I just kept writing down my thoughts and my stories, and the book slowly took shape. And I stuck with it, eventually finished, and began to communicate this new offering as a speaker, which I was totally nervous about and feeling unqualified for. Um, so along with my my entertainment, what I did as an entertainer, I started to say, hey, I've got this. Uh, keynote I can do. I can speak on this topic I've created. And so this was after, this was like into now fall of, of 2009. And slowly work started to materialize and people began, got very interested in this messaging I had come up with. And the following year, so into the fall, things picked up and the following year, I made double the income I had ever earned in a single year as just as a comedian in a still sluggish economy. And my business grew 
exponentially and has continued to grow up until March of this year as a result of my wife holding my feet to the fire and walking my talk and actually doing the work. The point is fear and doubt had almost convinced me to walk away from one of the most important opportunities of my life. And my wife and I have always held each other accountable for not caving in to our self-doubts and fears. I've held her up and she's held me up. We live in an atmosphere where we challenge each other to keep our head above reactive patterns. And because of the work we do together and her support in this instance, I was able to act from a position where I was being responsive rather than reactive to what was possible. So my, uh, my advice to you is if there's something you need to follow through on, if there's something big, and maybe you don't even know what it is you have to f- follow through on, you just know that some kind of movement or shift or change is possible, put yourself in front of a person who really sees you, who really knows you, who really believes in you. And that's not an easy thing to do, to spend time around people like that when you're scared. But it's important that you are willing then to take some action based on who they see you to be. Because once you get in motion and you start trying things, that's when the clarity comes. That's when you can start fine-tuning and you realize, oh, this is a right direction. Even though it might be scaring you, you'll be able to feel in your body, oh, this is the right way to move. Or you might discover, okay, going in that direction isn't working. That doesn't feel right. But be willing to put yourself around People who believe in you, even though they're dangerous, ask for their input. Say, who do you see me as? What are my skills? What are my talents? What should I be up to? What do you see lights me up when I do it and brings energy to me and makes you happy to see me in that state? Consider going to those people and opening yourself to their support and their guidance and their suggestions for you. So there you go. That's my story for today and uh, my nugget of uh, wisdom about follow through and one way that you can get some leverage for yourself to follow through in the things that scare you and do what's most important. My name is Rick Lewis. This is the Follow Through Formula podcast, and this has been day five of my commitment to 21 days of podcasting, so I'll be back tomorrow on day six. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to um, have a find a place where you can get help taking these actions that move you a little bit outside of your comfort zone, you can also go to my website, gamesforconfidence.com. And when you get to Games for Confidence, go to the Play the Games page.
And there's a trial game set on there. I've got three trial games of these these little growth exercises that I have hundreds of, but I've got a few of them up there and you can sign up and I'll send you the games. So if you need a way to just get in motion and, and push yourself a little bit in a fun way, go to gamesforconfidence.com and sign up and I'll send you some games. And uh, also, if you get a chance, uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss the ones that are coming. And also, Please leave a review. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, reviews are most helpful to get the podcast more visible in the iTunes search engine. And uh, just leave a review and let people know how you're finding it so far. And that'll help me to reach more ears with this conversation. All right. Take care for today and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, thanks for being here and being a die-hard listener down to the last decibel. My vision for these conversations is that you get informed and inspired to take consistent action on the real you. If these podcasts help you to do that, I'm thrilled. And if you'd like to take that work to the next level, I invite you to join me inside the Life Leap community where I'm creating a culture and a support network for those who want to pursue what matters most in their lives. To learn more, just go to gamesforconfidence.com and click on the Life Leap menu item. I'd love to see you on the inside, and otherwise, I'm sure we'll meet again in another episode.